0: Our text will be taken from the 11th chapter of Hebrews, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we see that faith has substance and faith has evidence. Substance suggests something substantial. There is an undergirding of faith when it exists. It's like the foundation, the unseen foundation of a sturdy home. Faith has evidence. There are certain things we cannot see, yet. There is evidence that they exist, so we believe. Wind is something we cannot see. Jesus referred to that when he spoke to Nicodemus. You cannot see the wind, but you know it exists because you can see the effects of it. We understand that. We cannot see love. We see evidence when love exists. And in Romans 5, 8, we see the evidence of the love of God. God is love, and that is that he commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So we cannot see God's love, but we are beneficiaries of it. So we believe it, though we cannot see it hate. We know it exists because we see the evidence of it from time to time. In fact, our legal system now defines what is a hate crime. But the biblical characterization of hate is more expansive than the legal definition. The evidence of it is found in its actions, but it actually can exist Even when it's not seen, because it exists within the heart of sinners, God sees it. And sometimes we as sinners would see it. So we know it exists because there's evidence of it. Hebrews 11, we often hear it referred to as the faith chapter. But we can also think of it as the evidence chapter because we cannot see the faith that existed throughout those mentioned here in in chapter 11, but we see the evidence that the faith existed. Enoch set the standard. We read of him in the 11th chapter. We cannot see the faith of of Enoch, but We, we see the evidence that it existed even in his day. They could not, could not see his faith, but we, we read and they understood that when he reached a certain age and became a father to Methuselah, he began to walk with God. And Hebrews says that he pleased God. So it was evident to those in that society that he was a man of faith. And it became all the more evident when one day he was not found because God took him. Well, that foreshadows the rapture of the church. It will become evident one day who and who was not a person or were not people of faith because at the rapture the people of faith will not be found, though they probably will be looked for. So that's the supreme evidence uh, when the rapture takes place. We see the evidence of faith in Noah's day where he built a boat on a hill in preparation for an event that had never before occurred. Not just a flood, but no evidence that that rain had, had occurred either. But he built, so the ark became evidence of his faith in the word of God that what the Lord declared would happen, he believed would happen. So he acted upon it. We see, we read of Abram before he was named Abraham. It made no, no rational sense for him to uproot his family in Ur of the Chaldees and head for an unknown destination. But God had told him, had called him out. God has called us out of the world of sin to begin to serve him. We cannot see the faith of those who answer that call, but we see the evidence of that faith when they do it. So it was with Abram. He went out not knowing whither he went. He had to set aside the doubts of those around him who may have suggested to him what was true. It makes no sense for you to do this. But he did it. And that was evidence of his faith. We read of Jericho in Hebrews 11, as well as in, in uh, Joshua's time. We... We've heard that insanity is doing the same, same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. So some may have looked at the children of Israel as they circled around the walls of Jericho as acting according to the definition of insanity. Once a day. For six days they went around that city. They had the promise that the walls of Jericho would come down. Well, they didn't come down. But they kept doing it, and then the seventh day, they did it not once, twice, but seven times. Well, that was evidence of their faith. We could not see their faith, but we see the evidence of it. We see the evidence of salvation. Within us, when we get saved, we have that calm assurance that Brother Ted wrote about and his nephew sang about this morning. That peace That calm assurance, that's evidence that we're saved. Nobody can see salvation, but we experience it. We have have faith. We have that calm assurance that we have passed from death unto life. And that is the beginning of the evidence of salvation. Other uh, actions and uh, thoughts follow, but at least that's the beginning. Well, in Hebrews ten, we see that these new converts had, had experienced some doubts. Jesus had promised that He would return again after, at His ascension. He let it be known that He would come back. They expected that return to be in their lifetime, very soon. They were hopeful for it, anxious for it. They wanted it to happen, but it didn't. Jesus tarried. Uh, persecution came, and it came. With fierceness, they uh, experienced, uh, well, they became a gazing stock. We read in that same uh, chapter 10, and were reproached, suffered afflictions. And were companions of those who suffered the same. We see in 1034, which preceded the scripture reading, you had compassion on me and my bonds, The writer here was in, in captive captivity. And took joyfully the spoiling of your goods they suffered. Their goods were plundered. Knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven uh, a better and, and enduring substance. There's that uh, substance again, which uh, was the undergirding uh, of their hope and of their faith. They looked beyond, as do we. No matter what comes in life, we look to the outcome. And the outcome is more than the rapture of the church. The outcome is eternal life in heaven. Jesus died that we ultimately will be beneficiaries of that. That keeps us going. So uh, uh, the writer, some Presume it to be Paul. Others uh, dispute that. But it's the inspired word of God, no matter who the author is. He reminds them that the just shall live by faith. And that's what we're talking about. We cannot see it, but we must live by it. Or others cannot see it in us. But you have need of patience. After that, you have done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. We have the promises; and we believe them. We must patiently wait for them. For yet a little while, he said, I, "He that shall come will come." So, so hold on is what the writer is telling them. I Understand that you're in a you're in a warfare. So am I. But we're not a, those that draw back. We're holding on. We're pressing forward. We have that, that faith. When, when people run into doubts after, after they've experienced or have the assurance of salvation... It's often because they forget that faith is not reasoning. It's not an intellectual exercise where you can prove by some formula that God exists or that heaven is real. Faith is a strong persuasion. It is substantial. It is a substance. It is something that exists within. It cannot be beat out of you. And that is why history has a a long list of those who have suffered for their faith. Because what existed within was substantial enough to withstand... All kinds of uh, challenges of life. So, if you're looking for a formula that uh, the, that will prove to yourself or to others that God exists or is real, you won't you won't find it. it. It the foundation of it is rooted in that assurance that you receive from God when you ask forgiveness for your sins and. The peace of God came over you in a manner uh, such that you you knew that God had not only heard but answered your prayer. Faith is is the means by which we, we give to God. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So often we think of faith needed to receive from God, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a selfish endeavor. If we're serving God only to receive the best of life and the best of everything, you're, you're going to be disappointed. The gospel of Jesus Christ uh, is rooted in giving. God gave His Son. We give to God our hearts by a faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice, something that his brother Cain was unwilling to do. And by that, Abel received the assurance and that offering that he gave to God was evidence of his faith. But it's also the means by which we receive from God. We read, in the sixth chapter, by faith it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's true, by faith we receive, by faith we give, by faith we, uh, serve God through life. Faith is not reasoning. Faith is like, it's like a muscle. If it's not exercised, it becomes wobbly. I'll say that instead of flabby. Faith is not feeling. We, we, we sing that snappy little song, or did years and years ago. Once in a while I still hear it, and I don't criticize it. I just feel like something good is about to happen. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm happy that you feel like something good is about to happen. But some go through life feeling like the other shoe is about to drop. Well, it really makes no difference whether you feel like something good is about to happen or you feel like the next shoe is to drop. There are so many shoes that have dropped through life that you lose count after a while. But that uh, faith is not feeling. When you get up in the morning and and don't feel so great, you don't feel like something good is about to happen. It's irrelevant. You don't measure faith by how you feel. If you did that, sometimes it would be really good. Sometimes we feel really bad. or sometimes we do, and no, but that, that doesn't that should not be at the barometer of our faith. Faith exists without regard to how we feel. So faith is not feeling, nor is faith fleeting. That's the point. It exists circumstances notwithstanding. And in fact, it even thrives. When you don't feel like something good is about to happen, I wouldn't recommend that someone craft a tune to those lyrics. Uh, But we, we look at Job. He was not feeling good. Multiple shoes had dropped. But what did he say? He said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That was evidence of his faith people could not see his faith but they could clearly see the evidence of it so faith is it's not rooted in emotion faith is not feelings faith is not seen I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just see that something good is about to happen. Well, can you see what the rest of this day holds? Can you see what December is going to be like? Can you uh, project what kind of year 2023 will be? We don't know. Some are optimists, some are pessimists. Either way, we walk by faith and not by sight. Paul did write that we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, the things which are not seen are eternal. So when things... that we see are unfavorable. We must remember that we walk by faith, and for each unfavorable thing that you see, we look beyond that to something much more favorable, which is eternal life. That doesn't change. We read in Hebrews 11 that uh, by faith, Moses forsook Egypt not fearing uh, the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible how do you see something that cannot you cannot see but he he endured as seeing him who is invisible by faith you see the invisible We have Thomas, Believing Thomas. I still like to call him Believing Thomas because he eventually believed. But he did say, except I see in his hands the print of the the nails and except I feel or except I thrust my hands into his sight, I will not believe. I must see, I must feel. He was governed by his uh, emotions. He was governed by logic, by reason. Those who are crucified and put in a tomb dead are... are I, I just don't believe that he's risen. It doesn't happen. Well, it did happen. And Jesus appeared before him and told him, All right. Look at my hands. Thrust your hand into my side. That was enough. He didn't do that. He just said, oh, oh Lord, my God. Oh my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thou hast seen me and hast believed. Blessed are they which have not seen yet believed. We operate by faith. We operate with that deep assurance, that conviction that God is alive. And we we see it. You have faith. You've been dealt a measure of faith. And faith as a grain of mustard seed can move a mountain. So do not diminish your faith. It's powerful. It has sustained you this far once you believed. Jesus did ask, when the Son of Man cometh, shall we find faith on the earth? Yeah, he he will find it. He'll find it in you and in me. The fact that you are here is evidence of your faith. It's true, you may have come to See one another. We do that to, in a measure, but it struck me when I was first saved how they referred to these services as meetings. Meeting tonight. Meeting Tuesday and Friday night. This is a meeting place. A place to meet God. That's what it's dedicated to be. In prayer. Uh, you, you believe God shows up here. That's evidence of your faith. the power that created all that exists out of nothing and out of the, that organized what was disorganized is the same power that can by faith get you through any untoward circumstances of life we we heard that through faith, we understand; we comprehend what we cannot necessarily prove. Though the heavens declare the glory of God, we see His handiwork. Romans one twenty declares the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Again, what a paradox! Invisible, yet clearly seen. We have the evidence of the organized world that NASA can depend upon. We admire the scientists who can launch things into space and get them back, but we ought to be admiring the God who they can depend upon and the order uh, that he placed So faith sees the invisible hand of God clearly. If, if the Lord never answers another prayer of ours, we still believe. You still believe. That's faith. It's powerful. It will get you through your uh, next challenge. It will sustain you. We are not of those who draw back. People die in the faith because they live in the faith. By the grace of God, we're determined to live in the faith. People uh, come to the faith, many, when they are so young. And they stay in the faith because they learn uh, over time that they are not going to trust in emotion or in uh, circumstances Or what they see or not see. Those are temporal. We we look beyond to the eternal. We we look within to that calm assurance that God gave us. So we're not among those who draw back or who, who waver. But we believe to the saving of the soul. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Hold on to it. Don't let the the enemy uh, cause you to doubt it. We have confidence. Cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. You're building a testimony. No matter how old you are, if you're younger or older, your your testimony is still under construction. You want to be among those who can uh, point back to uh, the day that they prayed and how God sustained through all kinds of Uh, events, good or bad. Well, we're going to have a time of prayer. The fact that you dropped your knees in prayer is evidence of your faith. We cannot see the faith of one another, but we can certainly see the evidence of it. Uh, The evidence is that you are in the house of God uh, this day. The evidence is that you worship Him, that you uh, dropped your knees, that you praise Him and thank Him who you cannot see. Cannot feel, but you know he's there. He's proven himself to you. Let's sing this uh, song. If that faith is not what it ought to be in your heart and life, why, here's a good time to get it established to where it can be substantial enough to give you the confidence to press on forward.